Listen up, startups. So you want to change the world. With thousands of new startups hitting the scene each year, looking to drive innovation and economic growth across the globe, you're certainly not alone. Although, it can feel that way. But what if it didn't have to? I'm Ashley Collins, and I've been where you are three times so far. And I've experienced the ups and downs of building, scaling, and exiting. And I've committed myself to healing the way startup life works from the top down so that you can have the impact you set out to have. Join me as I trace our roots back to the history and leaders responsible for shaping businesses we know it. Unearth the stories of companies and individuals challenging the status quo and venture across time to explore bold visions for a new world of business. New episodes drop on Monday. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts and please rate and review if you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Listen Up Startups. Uh, This is your host, Ashley Collins, recording live from the Waterloo podcast project for the very first time ever. Very excited. Uh, Wanted to give the studio a bit of a tech trial run before we start hosting guests here. Um, But digging it so far, um, there is a 10-pin bowling studio that I can treat guests to uh, after recording moving forward. So so really looking forward to to what the future holds. Uh, For today, though, we're going to go a bit off the cuff um, and and have an open conversation about something that has been coming up in, in my world a lot this week. Uh, I was a guest on the Happier at Work uh, podcast earlier today. And, and just in general, through my LinkedIn feed, um, through conversations that I'm having with, with clients, uh, this, this recurring theme of you know, bringing your whole self to, to work keeps coming up. And I, it might have been Chance Marshall, actually, from Self Space that I heard say this for the first time, and it really resonated with me. Um, and that was, you know, we're bringing our whole selves to, to work already. Um, it's just that, you know, most of what we're bringing to the table sits in our subconscious. And I think I, this is something that I'm certainly you know, I hate to say guilty of because it's not, it's just a matter of being human. That's a, a bit too you know, judgmental and harsh, but it's something that I've definitely caught my, myself doing um, is bringing forward things that have happened in my childhood, um, you know, bringing things that maybe I haven't dealt with into collaborations at work, into decision-making at work, into my relationships at work. And I don't think I'm alone here. Um, I think a lot of people uh, have stuff uh, that they carry with them from, you know, various stages of their of their human journey. Uh, and it could even be stuff that happened in your personal relationships, you know, that, that morning. You've had a, a, a fight with your, your spouse and then someone questions you know, something that, you know, a project that you're passionate or something along those lines and your reaction is, is defensive. Um, you know, but I, I think that this type of behavior is really exacerbated um, when you have leaders on a global scale. 
And at, at what point are those folks due some compassion, right? Uh, and this is, this is a tough one for me because I, you know, I do have aspirations to be a strong enough person to show every single human being compassion, regardless of how much I dislike their actions, um, regardless of how much I disagree uh, with, with their values, um, but to, to show every single human being basic human decency. And I think one of the people that has tested my capacity to do that more than anybody else is Donald Trump. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm getting ready to kick off a, a book study um, and the intro chapter of the book that, that uh, we will be studying, Outgrowing Capitalism by, by Marco Dondi, also brings up Donald Trump. So it's sort of like this perfect convergence of, you know, dealing with, you know, the, the things that have happened in your life that you carry forward, uh, wanting to be, to lead by example, really, um, and, and grow into to a better, more compassionate human being myself, um, and, and having the person that tests that ability uh, more than anybody else, um, you know, kind of constantly coming up uh, at, at the moment. And one of the ways that I have been trying to find uh, compassion and humanity in someone that makes me really angry is by looking back at their formative years and trying to see what could have happened there that led them to, to make the choices that they did, to live their life in the way uh, that they live it, that, that caused them to become, you know, who they, who they are. And, and candidly, the reason that I do that is because I've, you know, having studied psychodynamic, uh, ugh, can't speak today, having studied psychodynamic psychotherapy, um, a, a lot of what we subconsciously carry forward comes from our childhood. And this, this rings true for me a lot of times when I'm acting out of alignment with the person that I want to be or I'm making decisions that, um, you know, are taking me further away from who I want to be versus closer to that person. Um, it, it's stuff that I haven't dealt with um, from much earlier in my life. And so I'm trying to practice what I preach here uh, when it comes to controversial figures. And when I went looking into Donald Trump's story, I found something really interesting with regards to his relationship with his older brother, Fred Jr. And what I found was that his older brother was a very charismatic person. He was very well-liked, but he did not want to be a part of the Trump legacy at all. He had aspirations of being a TWA pilot. And Trump's father was not happy about this at all. Uh, he saw being an airline pilot as being a glorified chauffeur. There was a lot of conflict. There was a lot of judgment. And to, to cut a long story short, his, um, his older brother ended up you know, dying from alcoholism-related uh, complications uh, and issues. And I wouldn't say that it's a, a far stretch to imagine that his relationship with his father and the constant pressure that he was under to be somebody that he was not didn't play a role in that. Um, despite the conflict that sat between, you know, Donald Trump's father and his brother, Donald Trump himself was close to his brother. Uh, and his brother was 
instrumental in, in helping him become successful, getting him into uh, particular schools by leveraging his relationships, things along those lines. And I think, unfortunately, what ended up happening is that a very young Donald Trump had a takeaway that his brother's approach to life, trying to live true to himself, and, and quite frankly, caring more than his father wanted him to about society at large, made him weak. That the way to not end up like his brother was to be ruthless, um, to be a challenger. These were all things that, and, and not a challenger in like a, I'm going to unearth the status quo, but just like really I, ruthless is the best way to describe it. Uh, those were the characteristics that his father respected. And that's how he, that's how he got acceptance. Um, and and it's, if you have a moment and you can go back and you can, you know, read even through some of his own quotes about his relationship with his brother and his takeaways um, from, his, from his autobiography, it's, it's really telling. And I, it did soften me a little bit, uh, not in that I agree, um, you know, with his approach to anything, um, but just in terms of lessening my anger and understanding more of how he became who he is today. And I think it is important to invest some time in understanding these things so that one, we can start to, as a society, ask better questions um, and about where a person comes from, um, just to, to understand psychologically uh, what might be motivating some of their decisions and maybe get out in front of uh, adapting some of these things, if that is at all possible, uh, but also just to prevent ourselves from becoming a, a force of further division and getting baited by some of the things that, uh, that we can potentially be baited by. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave you with that, that thought today, um, really just an exercise in, in personal self-awareness, um, how to lessen my own anger towards people that I wholeheartedly uh, disagree with by looking into their full human story and just trying to better understand what makes them tick. And who knows, uh, maybe, maybe it isn't too late for anybody uh, and, and some of these things can, can be overcome. Uh, you know, I, that's not my, not my place to, to judge. Um, but if nothing else, I, I'm a little less angry and I will make decisions from, from a different place and hopefully bring some additional uh, compassion to the world. Uh, so I would invite you to maybe think about somebody that you just really, really raises your hackles um, and do a little bit of research on the human that they are. See if there isn't something that you can unearth about them that humanizes them a little bit more in your eyes so that you can choose a richer personal response to the things that they do um, that trigger you. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about Humane Startup and the work that we are doing, please feel free to check us out at www.humanestartup.com. Uh, you can also download the Startup Therapy app on Apple or Google Play and engage in a free seven-day challenge based on acceptance and commitment therapy uh, where you can get clear on your values 
Uh, Start to assess the areas in your life that need more attention and start to take committed action to move closer and closer to the person that you ultimately want to become. I look forward to catching up with you next week.